Oh, oh, oh. we're scared of. This is my life. Penis pump, penis pump, penis pump. Oh, Raster, main scowls. Trying to survive. The sourness of Skittles. This is just messing. Fruity, delicious, fruity, fruity, delicious, fruity, 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 delicious. Aren't sour Skittles really and delicious? And also sour. Though? Skittles. Because they're, you know, because they're very hard. And now the WWE Slam of the Week is brought to you by Skittles. Share the rainbow. Taste the rainbow. Let me just tell you right now that tonight, Raw is being brought to you by, are you ready? Oh, yeah. Brought to you by Fruity. I don't know if they're having fun doing this or not. Fruity, Fruity, Fruity Oh, no. Oh god, JR calm down. JR calm down. Oh no, King, no. Alright. <laughs> that's the start of our WrestleMania 18 review. Skittles, guys. Our Skittles. We are we are here from the oh shit. We forgot to introduce ourselves again. Yeah, Rassle Boys. That's our podcast. Yeah, Rassle Boys, the podcast. That one is Allie. He's the guy who runs this shit. Yes. I'm Mega Fighter. I was dragged into this. And this one's Rock Tan. We don't know how he got here, but he won't leave. He uh, he <laughs> set up a small tent. He, he set up a small tent, and he's sustaining himself entirely on like those big tubs of cheese balls you can get from like most grocery stores. <laughs> no, he's got like really old tins of like Christmas popcorn. <laughs> where you got like the three different flavors, and no one eats the caramel ones. <laughs> I like the caramel ones. I don't I'm like the dad, but I think the butter way. ones suck. <laughs> Butter one suck. I find I feel like it's the butter, then the cheese, and then like no one touches the caramel except for you, you weirdo. Well, mine didn't even have a separate sections. It was just like a cardboard separator, and I pulled it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we uh, now that we got that them uh, WrestleMania 18 coming from the Sky Dome in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, which previously hosted WrestleMania six. Yeah, so, uh, it's big. It's the showcase of the immortals. It is everybody's grandfather. It is. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I think, yeah, we start off, I forgot. Well, first we start off with, are you ready for some fucking saliva? Yeah, uh, Josie yeah. Scott. We get, like, basically uh, a video recapping the all the feuds, basically. All the like, feuds... <laughs> <laughs> All the storylines heading up to this mat. To these it matches. was pretty much an AMV, but with real life Josie Scott, who tells the crowd Scott. to get their ass off their shoulders. <laughs> well, he tells WrestleMania X8 to do it, which is, I don't think that's how that works, Josie. Get it's your ass off your shoulders. Pay per view. Pay per view. And, and the crowd is like, and the crowd is like, we're not some crazy contortionist. We can't actually do that. Shut up. To <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. The Sky Dome is an open air arena, right? No, it's a dome. <laughs> okay, so the, the reactions here are absolutely genuine and not delayed. Got I it. I believe the Sky Dome is a dome that can open up. Um, it opens partially. It doesn't fully open. Because because the thing about open air arenas is the atmosphere is very weird when you do it, and there's like a delay in the reactions because it's coming down. Yeah, but here's the most important thing. WWF New York. WWF New York. Uh, yes. New York. Please go. And then we get a hype package for the pay-per-view itself. 
And God, can you imagine how fucking self-indulgent? Like, that's what I hate about this. Ah. Like, WrestleMania, it's so great. It's the fucking... They have, like, various interviews and quips of the other wrestlers just being like, I'm going to prove myself at WrestleMania. It's the biggest wrestle event. It's sports entertainment good big time. This was cool when I first saw this in, like, SVR 2010. When it was like to the road to WrestleMania thing, because then it makes you hyped about playing the game. But seeing it on the show itself is like, I, I bought the pay per view. You don't need to sell it to me. Exactly. <laughs> and here's an advertisement for the thing you just dropped fifty dollars for. <laughs> it's so much hype and pageantry. It's just ridiculous. WrestleMania it's like is the event. Hi- you already have the hype. We we're already hyped to see this. We don't need more hype. WrestleMania you know, is the event that costs ten dollars more than the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't have hype packages for the Super Bowl. I want to I want to ask everyone. Um, did you make sure to watch this on Netscape? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> no, we watched it on the WWE Network. Oh, that's currently being bought by Peacock and is in the middle of transit at the moment. Yes. Which would which would probably explain the weird like glitch I had in the middle of the show, but uh we start off with Rob Van Dam versus William Regal Rob for the Van Dam starts everything. Rob Van Dam, Mr. Opening Match. Mr. I need to get this crowd hyped up. <laughs> And this is RVD's official WrestleMania debut. I guess he wasn't in 17. Yeah, I know. He didn't debut until, like, during the invasion. So, uh, this match starts off on a really, like, sudden, fast pace. Yeah, the RVD was just going, like, full speed until Regal slowed him down, like, halfway through the match with the wrestled. Like, guys, this isn't heat. You got four hours. You can take your time. The show weirdly goes like free forty free. I, like, I was gonna say this is time. almost four hours in length, but for some reason, seventy five percent of the show is in the first two hours. <laughs> it's weird, and like the matches go by really fast and are kind of like sub ten minute matches. It's so strange to me. You know, overall, uh, for uh, when we saw how long this this WrestleMania was, when we ended up watching like it we were surprised at how how uh, we were surprised at how much time had passed when we got to a certain point it was like this is like a feels like a breeze right well even like some of the worst episodes of smackdown and raw it just feels like it's fucking forever even though this was that was technically an hour less than this yeah because like put them together it's two two hour shows but they cut the commercials so it's 90 minutes Three hours I, guess, I guess when the wrestling's good, you're just super invested in it. Yeah, the wrestling is pretty good. You didn't Regal make as many. Like... <laughs> Go ahead. You didn't make as many notes as me. Uh huh. Yeah. Notes because well, my setup's different, so that's why I, when I, when there's a lull period, I can usually make notes. But here we were in a match that was really good, especially Regal just busting out shit like the Tiger Bomb and like the sick half Nelson suplex. Oh, yeah, he nearly killed RVD on a half Nelson suplex. Yeah, yeah he got what? bloody, and then he tried to do, like, yeah, a weird flip 
flipping half Nelson and well, Arvin gets folded onto his fucking head. Well, what's supposed to happen is Rob is supposed to do like a bit of a flip and land on his stomach. But what instead happens is he lands on the back of his fucking head and folds like an accordion. Yes. Which, like, yeah. And then I was just like, holy shit. And then RVD rolls out of the ring to the outside and they brawl to the outside. And they they have this continuous like theme of like Regal trying to get the knuckles and RVD just kicking them out of his fucking hand. One time, like, Regal was really slow getting the knuckles out. Like, oh, yeah, like, he was getting them turn. very slowly out of his trunks and kind of just like, and then I'm, he made, I'm like, do it. Really it's like he's literally feeling himself. <laughs> Mm, yes. Is, yes. It under nice. my, is it under my penis? Mm, <laughs> yeah, nice cock. Then he does like a really slow like pivot so like RVD can really get it ready. It's like, oh my god, Regal. How did the ref not see you? Nice cock. <laughs> yes. Did we do that joke about William Regal the last time? <laughs> I feel like we did. We, we, we've we done that. Yeah, you did that joke before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, but yeah, then like RVD finally knocks the, knocks the brass knuckles out again. He, I forget what leads into the five star frog splash, but he does a really cool move to lead in. Yeah, I forgot what it was too. <laughs> but yeah, hits the five star frog splash, gets the win, new intercontinental champion. Then he starts talking about uh, my, Jr. Talk, talking about how you don't get as like Michael Jordan didn't get as much hang time as RVD, but it's like Michael Jordan's a shooting guard. Well, I mean he 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 had like he was in the slam dunk contest if I recall, but that was when yeah. he was younger and before he started winning titles. He was he was known for doing uh, like big like long air like he would he would get these dunks from like a distance and then we he would like hang in the air and stick his tongue out like i mean there's a reason that like like when they like, they made a shoe for him uh, based on him they called it the air jordan he was no i want to check air. i want to check a, a random statistic that only i care about of course uh while he's doing that uh we okay so jordan oh. had he had a 48 inch vertical huh which is pretty good if you know anything about basketball. Uh, most yeah, guys have like a most guys have like a forty-ish vertical. So yeah, what uh, uh, you have to explain what that means exactly? Um, if you jump straight up, that's how high his feet were off the ground, four feet. Oh, okay. Oh wow. Yeah, with like no no yeah, run no air. run up no uh, you know no leap. It's just like a straight up jump. I also saw a sign that says Don has big nips. (laughs) Don has big nips. We saw a lot of signs, and we've probably forgotten most of them. I do know one we have written down just for the oh no factor. We'll get to it. But uh, Christian uh, is talking backstage with Lillian Garcia about how he's from Toronto, but he moved (laughs) to Florida. (laughs) I don't know why the impact zone isn't even a thing yet. He didn't want the, he didn't want the hometown heat. He didn't want the yeah, I Christian's got, from I here. I kind of love that actually though. And then this, they had him booked from Florida on his way out. That's actually kind of I do admit that's actually pretty clever just the uh just the I don't want people cheering me in my hometown so I moved <laughs> cuz 
Toronto sucks. <laughs> what makes that weird though is like, did, is he gonna stay moved, or are we gonna see him like build from Toronto for like the next show? Like literally Monday, <laughs> he's from he's back from Toronto again. Or back to Toronto. <laughs> Florida sucks. I moved. I I only had to spend a few days in Florida to know it sucks. I moved back. <laughs> I had the receipt for the house. <laughs> imagine moving all of so your I shit took it to back. New, like, imagine moving all your shit from like Toronto to Florida. <laughs> I got the warranty. Then moving it all back just because you lost a match. He only he only got halfway. He only got like partway into moving some of it. I, I didn't break just... the seal. <laughs> he lives but in yeah, a giant uh, dollhouse. All, all of the stuff he was moving is still in the boxes. <laughs> There's like two burly guys in a U-Haul, and then Christian's just like, "All right, put it back. We're going. Drive. We're driving back to Canada." <laughs> and they're like holding a couch, and they're just like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" <laughs> Fucking wrestlers. Fucking wrestlers. DDP uh, versus Christian was good, but it got cut really short. I want to know the reason. He talks about why he betrayed DDP, and it was because he's back to his winning ways, and he's in need DDP. is like, you won a match. You won one match. One match. Yeah. Like, him losing after all the motivation would have made more sense than he won a match, and now he's turned on DDP. <laughs> Yeah, it would make more sense if it was just like your motivation didn't do shit. <laughs> um, this match was all right. Um, I, I think the one of the things we noticed that this this match seemed a little bit or no, wait, that was a later match actually. Um, I will note that uh, the one thing I liked was that Christian did give uh, DDP pink bellies while having him in the the abdominal stretch. Yeah, get him the pink belly. Give him I the like pink belly. The- I like that cool early um, move that DDP did, sort of a a lifting t- sort of twist backbreaker, like yeah. onto his knee. I like that. That was cool. Yeah, DDP had like decent, like a decent move set to him. I remember he, when we were watching Ali, you noticed like, man, he's he's tall. I forgot how tall DDP is. Yeah, DDP is like six five. <laughs> It's because he's usually, like, around other, like, equally tall or taller dudes. Yeah. He usually, he usually hangs out with, like, Kevin Nash. So Yeah, I guess, I guess that's right, because I saw those interviews with Kevin Nash and DDP. Yeah, when they were in the Insiders. That was their, that was their name. <laughs> inside? <laughs> they were inside, inside instead of they outside. In- yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh yeah, this match could have gone longer. DDP retains after um in the diamond cutter. Christian throws this like a monster tantrum. No, no, DDP grabs the microphone and says, Christian did a good job. You lost in front of all these fucking people and you didn't freak out, so that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. And then Christian just starts thrashing in the fucking middle of the ring and it's like way more than his like tv tantrums yeah he's He's like spinning and (laughs) whopping like a fucking fish this is an epic tantrum this is like this is on like what i used to read this series um i really liked um called um i'm trying to think of the name of it now but it was a series by uh author uh, an author i really liked was by bruce colville but one of the it was about an alien who who um 
as he was growing up, just loved loved to uh, have tan. He he oh. basically had tantrums just to get attention, and he he was actually kind of known for them, essentially because his tantrums were just so epic. Essentially, uh, I was a sixth grade alien. What's that? I was a sixth grade alien. No. Oh, okay. He had Bruce Colville had a lot of weird fucking books. He also had my teacher as an alien, which I think that, I remember. Oh, that alien. was instead that was the uh, that was a series that got me interested. My alien is an him. alien. I I love I love that series. <laughs> my alien is a teacher. <laughs> I'm Glor- I'm Glorbneck. I am your AP history oh, teacher. It, uh it was it was Space Brat. Space Brat was the one oh. I was thinking of. Very, very on the nose, really. We're going to be teaching you about the Treaty of Versailles. Uh, pay attention I'm, to this tentacle. Uh, <laughs> I never, I never read. I, I didn't. I never read. I was a sixth grade alien. I, I, I just read, found yeah. it on the Wikipedia bibliography. I read. I read Space Brat. I read My Teachers an Alien, and also um, the Alien Adventures series, which started with um, Aliens Ate My Homework. Which I still love as a title. Man, the guy sure loves his alien, like alien noun. Yeah, he he really <laughs> does. He really does a lot of like he, he's he's into like sci-fi or like monster stuff. Aliens gave me AIDS. Oh, I think he. Oh, oh the Rod Albright Alien Adventures is what it was called, and it has I still one of my favorite all-time. T- titles for a book i left my sneakers in dimension x <laughs> oh i'm not getting those back fuck <laughs> trapped, trapped in another world with my alien geometry teacher <laughs> so this is a trapezoid uh <laughs> we're in a fantasy world you need to know shapes <laughs> <laughs> these triangles are crazy yo <laughs> projectors okay. We've gotten we've gotten really far off topic, but that's because I think we're all trying to avoid more Coachman abuse. Yeah, uh, Coachman is interviewing The Rock, and Coachman has a nice suit. He's got a nice suit on, but that doesn't then... stop Rock from abusing him and forcing him to do a non-consensual prayer. There's like there's yes. a lot. Well, he starts with like, "Did you take your vitamins?" And he's like, "Yes," and then he's like, "Say your prayers." No, and it's like. And then we started making jokes about it, like, no, Rock, I'm agnostic. Yes. <laughs> pointing out that you don't pray in public. Yeah, I pointed out you don't pray in public because it's advised against in the Bible. <laughs> you pray you in, pray pray in a closet or you pray at home. Is that actually true? Yes. Huh. There, there, there's, like, a, there's a passage about praying in public being just a show and not legitimate prayer compared to just, so basically, like... So basically, you're even if like in your, even if you're in church and everyone and and like the priest is like, that, I you. think that's allowable because that's not public, per se. Because you're in a like a closed building. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door to pray to your father who is unseen. Huh. I assume I assume church prayer is the exception uh, that's is because part they're not of, in um, like an... that's part of the book of Matthew. Uh, huh. maybe, Bi- maybe maybe learning Bible things. Rassable. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
And then, like, he 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 rockets him on his knees. He forces him thing. onto his knees. And, like, Coachman's like, what up, G? Thanks for everything. And, like, Rock's like, what up, G? Is that how you say it? It's like, you know, Rock, you're not supposed to take his name in vain. <laughs> you, don't, you don't just say God or Yahweh like that. Yeah, that, yeah. Generally, when you pray, you don't you don't actually invoke the name of God as a, 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 that's not the way I was taught to do. Father, when you grow no, up, you, our father, you, 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 you say, yeah, you say Father, you say Dear Lord. You can also go with Dear. Uh, 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 I was taught that you're supposed to pray to Jesus. That's how you pray to Jesus. Don't pray to pray, don't pray to God, but pray to His Son. Well, yes. Uh, then, like, uh, don't ask, God just shows up with a shirt that says "Don't ask me for shit." <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> uh, yeah, Rock kind of like just yells at him and then kicks him out of the. Then he uh, rips his team. shirt off. And wow, it's hard to rip a shirt with one arm. Because he's, he's holding like, the mic. Me. You had a guy holding the mic, but you were forcing him to non-consensually pray in public. So, and then beat on him. And then beat on him. And it's like, yeah, he's like holding the mic. He's doing the smell. He's trying to like do like the Hogan shirt rip with one arm. And he just barely gets the shirt ripped. It's like, okay, that's good enough. <laughs> We have our next match, the hardcore title match, Goldust versus Maven. I find it weird that Goldust is the champion, but he still has golden weapons underneath the ring. Uh, Goldust uh, no, is Maven, the uh, Actually, wasn't Maven the champion? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think I think Ali meant to say Goldust was the challenger. Oh, okay. Yeah. I said Goldust wasn't the champion. Oh, okay. wasn't the champion. I, I I, heard I think I misheard. I misheard. I'm sorry. He, he wasn't uh, the champion, and yet he still had the fucking golden weapons under the ring. Yes, except he didn't have a gold cookie sheet. No, that was well, a regular cookie think, sheet. I don't think he needs to be the champion to have golden weapons, Al. I'll be <laughs> honest. I kind of like that that's his gimmick for hardcore matches, that he's gold weapons. And honestly, watch, watching these matches, these hardcore matches, is you see the problems with doing with having hardcore matches in general in the in terms of like having them the as overexposure of it and it's just you get it, the same it, it's, it's overexposure and the fact that well, it's just no... hitting each other with shit this match was barely three minutes right there it, was it's... some nice stuff i remember a spot where maven fucked up a catapult <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, they wanted to catapult into the trash can, but the way it was oh, yeah. set up, Maven kind of just jumps from the catapult and misses. And then they have the to can, and then they apparently. have to do a different spot with that trash can to break it. <laughs> yeah, you get kind of overexposed. You run out of, like, spots after a while. Yeah. There's no and you either get creative or you have to just start traditionally wrestling, and they didn't want to do that. Because yeah, and, and, instead of having a proper finish, I think they hit each other with trash can lids, and then Spike Dudley runs Spike in Dudley. for the pin. Yes, I do want to note that like Goldust brings out like a gold shovel and like Golden hits the fucking shovel. hits the shovel like the handle of the shovel to fucking 
to he Maven dro- Trojan. He, he drops down. Ah, uh, yes, a seesaw homicide. He does like a drop down from the from from the ring ropes to the uh, where he's standing on like the edge of the ring. I mean, he 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 jumps and then hits. I think he like jumps and hits the shovel and like goes it and then the like the it, it, the hand goes that, into Maven's throat. Which yeah, yeah, that was a cool spot. That was cool. Ali with the Ali with the esoteric reference for the night. I'm but, gonna I'm gonna copy a link and I hope it's the right one. I think. Oh it, Christ! Wow! God damn! Why? Why did you even do that one? <laughs> okay. It was the shortest one we had. I don't even know why you played that. No one's gonna get the joke. I get me. the joke, and that's all that matters. <laughs> I get the joke. I have so many people at your work asking about that one. Fuck the fans. I'm turning heel. <laughs> anyway, so now we talk about the sign we saw during this match. Oh, uh, yeah. Someone holds to... up a big pink sign that says "Goldust raped my dad." <laughs> And we were just like, oh my god, what? And we were just like, what the fuck? <laughs> we were so thrown off by that sign. We were all just, like, almost in use and just went, what the fuck? So after Spike Dudley wins and we see that horrible sign, uh, a man with dark hair and what appears to be Mike's hard lemonade tights runs in to chase him off. And that was uh, Crash Holly. <laughs> Who looked pretty jacked. Yes. And, like, yeah, there's, like, they do this whole backstage commotion with Spike and Crash Holly fighting. And, like, Al Snow is driving a fucking, like, a car. You you missed something very important. What? The story of the WWE title as told by Drowning Pool. <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. They were telling the story of the Undisputed Championship title match. Oh, right. Yeah, they did the, they did their song. It was um, another AMV. <laughs> I think it was, I did their I did think I did the, I think they did Tear Away. Yeah, the they did Tear away. away. And then yeah, I was and bored then, as fuck. And then and then they cut to the back where they're not they're not listening to the Drowning Pool song. They're fighting back there. I put down a note on the Drowning Pool segment. Rob would probably love this part because <laughs> Um, there's something that me and Rob have never agreed on is the WrestleMania 30 uh, Imagine Dragons video with Daniel Bryan. He loves it. I think it's horrible. Most people yeah. like it. <laughs> you know what I? You know what I noticed about? Well, most people are fucking wrong. That's our fuck you fight me. That goddamn Imagine Dragons monster video is garbage. It is stupid. It does not fit Daniel Bryan's story at all. Come at me. You know what I, I thought I, t- about- I thought I turned heel. Fuck, fuck you. <laughs> you. You know what I noticed about the two uh, the, the the singers for the bands is uh, Joey Scott had had a lot better screams than the guy for Drowning Pool, like the guy drowning. Yeah, I kind of feel like Josie Scott's singing is kind of a waste of Josie Scott because <laughs> he's actually a better screamer than he is a singer. Uh, yeah, to a degree. Another thing I noticed about Drowning Pool is they really, really, really need a rhythm guitarist. Because <laughs> every time a solo happened, the riff would cut out and you would just hear, like, the bass. And it just kind of was, like, they're trying to do that kind of, like, jung 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 kind of, like, new metal-ish, tooth, early 2000s vibe shit. But, like, 
they don't have a rhythm guitarist. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so obvious. By the way, uh, get... I think it's like WWE... Whatever. WWF Forcible Entry. Forcible, forcible entry. entry. Yes. I don't know if that's on Spotify nowadays. <laughs> yeah, they, they kept plugging Forcible Entry. That's our only 2000s alert because everything else we've already covered. Before I don't know how show. this. I don't know how the song "Tearaway" has to do with anything involving the undisputed title. I think it was kind of a I, I, song I think... about being disinterested in life and like being numb to things. I think the only because the guy kept shouting only... like, "I don't care, I don't care." Wow, the Spotify version the only doesn't even have "Tearaway." I think the only line of that song that kind of works with the theme is it, it, it sort of makes sense for Jericho as the chorus being, you know, I don't care about anyone or anything but me. Because, yeah, it kind of plays into Jericho's narcissism. <laughs> and they showed, so. like, all of the fucking clips of this feud, including Stephanie's lotion. And <laughs> they didn't show enough of the dog. They didn't show the they dog, didn't show the dog at all, I don't think. I don't, I don't care about this dog. <laughs> it's gonna get run over. Care about this stupid dog. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we did. We do cut to backstage where Crash Holly and Spike Dudley are fighting, and fucking Al Snow like takes Al Snow a, just like, shouts beep beep and crashes into some boxes. He, he, he's he got Teddy Long like... in the passenger seat too. Oh, uh, well, I didn't yeah. agree to this player. No. <laughs> why, how did I get in this car, player? I hate white boys. It's almost like he's driving like a like almost like a golf cart or something. Just yeah, goes. it's like I think it's supposed and to. And then they dodge out of the way and he crashes into his bo some boxes, which was pretty funny. A ton of cardboard boxes that were just empty and kind of there. I guess no one no one broke down those boxes. Fucking sloppy work over at the Sky Dome. Yeah, but enough of that uh -huh. shit. After some more brawling, here come the hurricane with the whoosh. Hurricane fucking like whooshes in on like a rope. Yeah, yeah. and and a and a pantomime. Whoosh. And there's a whoosh. Yeah, I love the 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 whoosh sound effect. <laughs> That's my favorite. Wait, I thought he had the crew cut by now, where he had that like green spiky hair. But no, he just has like a ponytail. <laughs> that might have been like when he did like his return on like ECW or something. Maybe. Um, Maybe. And this is where. This is where uh, I think WrestleMania is officially where they just decided to make the hardcore title like the silly, the silly hijinks title. Well, I mean, the, it the, already the really was the silly off. hijinks title, but then it got serious and then it just immediately turned back to silly hijinks as soon as Undertaker lost it. Yeah. Okay. I do not yeah. know why they gave that title to Undertaker. <laughs> That's it a didn't, good point. It didn't yeah. do anything. For him or the belt. And I don't... It, it makes you wish that they kind of came up with the idea of the 24... Uh, uh, making it the 24-7 title instead of the hardcore title if they're just going to have it be the comedy section. I thought it would be yeah. a little bit of fun alternate history if you decided the 24-7 title is the title they introduced back then and the hardcore title's a recent addition. <laughs> It works. There's a lot. There's a lot of dudes who could probably work in the hardcore style. A lot of CZW guys. A lot of CZW guys. The problem with the hardcore title is icy, and and having constant hardcore title matches is like that. Feels like something you, that needs to have like a build where it, it start. Like that's what 
That's like when, like, say when it comes you can, to you a, can get you can get burnout on hardcore. When it comes to a street fight, say for example, uh, usually a lot of times the best ones are caused uh, that are there's this few going on that gets really intense, and then they do a street fight, and 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 the really good street fights have like a flow to them where it starts off with some a violent like a lower level of violence and then it just builds on and it just builds until it gets ridiculous at the end and that's the problem with a lot of hardcore matches there's no flow they're just kind of randomly getting stop sign bam trash can bam chair bam let's pull out the fire extinguisher spray oh no i fell through a table huh So, yeah, uh, just... you know that segment we just saw? They play it again. <laughs> they just do a re- unedited replay of Hurricane winning the Hardcore Championship. <laughs> for and no... then he's running around. No, no, th- then it's like uh, Angle versus Kane. Oh, yeah, Kurt Angle versus Kane happens, yeah. Kurt Angle talks about wanting to shoot himself if he was Canadian. <laughs> I will shoot <laughs> myself. <laughs> like it was it was a really weird the head. Promo. I feel like there's a reference here because he talks about like an Olympic Canadian Olympics. Yeah, he, he mentioned a Canadian Olympian Olympian who got the gold medal after complaining or something like that. I Angle I has a neat, like... Angle has a neat black singlet, I wanted to point out. Oh, with yeah, like, the black with like with cracks, with like cracks it. in it and it has like the American flag under the cracks. It's a it's a really good singlet. There was this weird thing where I wh- I don't know if it was the lighting but I it, it, or or something weird happened with his mask but it's like because he was wearing his typical mask with like the slit for his mouth but for some reason I saw his mouth <laughs> in the mask for a second it was like what the fuck did he get a different mask where like a very strange thing happens when kane comes in kurt angle nails him with the bell and then throws the bell out and the ref's admonishing him and the match starts anyway but you can hear the fucking timekeeper get up and like try to find the bell to ring it yeah <laughs> it's like ding 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 <laughs> like <laughs> What did he do with that? What did he do with it? I can't find it. Oh, 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 ding, 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 ding. Oh, there, there it go. is. Ding, ding, ding. So this match was good. I liked it. This match was good. This was actually one of the best matches on the card, I felt. Really? Yeah. Just everyone was doing, doing, they they got their working boots on. Yeah, Kurt Angle Sorry. made Kane's ankle hurt, but he still got a fucking Enzigiri out of it. Oh, that Enzigiri was good. I liked. Uh, he did, he did the, the top rope belly to belly again, except this one was more like a kind of like a over the shoulder toss. Yeah, because yeah. I think Kane was a little too like he was crouched too. It, it kind of looked more like a beal if you ever if you know what a beal is. A beal's like where you grab their head and kind of throw them sideways. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. I think one of my favorite Taz always complains match. that people don't know what beals are. <laughs> That's a beal. One okay. of my uh, my favorite spot of this match is after the when uh, Kane hits the first chokeslam. I think he it might have been the only chokeslam he had. I'm not sure, but after Kurt gets hit, when he put his uh, he puts his arm on the rope, 
but what I liked is like he he he, he, he was still out of it, but like his arm just kind of went over the rope as instinct. Right, but what I like is you saw his arm like wiggle to call attention to the ref. I don't know why I like that. That made me <laughs> like, laugh. Hello, arm on arm <laughs> on the rope. <laughs> it's like he was waving to the ref over here. <laughs> ah, ref, I got my arm here. It sucks. This feud had like little to no build. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, well, that thing with Triple H didn't work out. Guess I'm fighting Kane, and then Kane's like. And then <laughs> it was pretty much the build entirely based on like Kurt Kurt getting pissed pissed that he lost that he and he beats the shit out of Kane and puts him in the ankle lot and then Kane wants revenge for you made my ankle hurt for making his ankle hurt yeah that was there was no real dialogue or anything between them but they find a know. garage <laughs> with a green chair. <laughs> That's that's all I remember about the Kane that's feud. That's all I remember is like I think one of them would beat beat him up and cost the other one the match every so often. It was like the most EWR thing you could imagine. <laughs> the feud has progressed. The feud has progressed. The feud has progressed. So yeah, Kurt uh, Angle wins. Kurt Angle wins. I would actually say that's kind of a failing of this. This WrestleMania, a lot of the feuds didn't have the best story going into them. Yeah, yeah but this one is just like we need to get them on the card, kind of booking. <laughs> and you, and you, and you. I'm, I'm gonna argue that I think the best storyline actually was the one between Regal and RVD. Yeah, but that at least is for a title. That's not True. getting them on the card just to have them on the card so they get Yeah, paid usually out. the typical thing in WrestleMania is every title's defended. Yeah. So anyway, Kurt, speaking of uh, Hurricane's defended. hiding behind a like one of those bamboo dressing things. That's just kinda there in That's the That's just locker kinda room. there and he's peeping on some escorts who have well, entered. He's not the, peeping. He, he, he was he, in the room just... and they came in. Right, and he then was, he was in a, he didn't intend to pee. He just kind of walked into the oh, he, he just walked into the room and didn't know that the, he he walked into the wrong room. Are, are you ready for that hurricane doing the Austin Powers shadow gag that they did in like one of the Austin Powers yeah, movies? Because he's because he's got the he's got a broom to defend himself, and then he kind of like he's holding the broom and he's in a holding the brooms, position. and it's like ha ha, it looks like a penis. Ha. Yes. It, do you see which, that it which, looks like a penis? Which is like, I don't know. If you got a penis that long, you might Are you need to see a doctor. Ready to receive my erect penis? I don't know. And of course, and of course, to titillate the males in the audience, they have all the escorts start taking off their tops. I think one of them takes off her top. Long and, and like, narrow. Like like I think it was room. two of them. Girls, two of them. Girls like it long and broomy. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. But then Godfather's like, "Get out of here! Get out! Of here. I'm a beat your ass!" Like he goes right at he goes right at like Hurricane. Well, takes his from happened, him. Yeah, the girls scream and then he comes running in. And you know what? I appreciate that Godfather is is deeply concerned for the well being of his escorts. Yeah, Making he's sure he's employing no them. them. He's oh, uh, that that reminds me. Um, remember how we um thought? Remember how you guys thought that he actually legit ran on escort service that is true uh yeah he runs a strip club yeah yeah he's i think he still runs it yeah so like cheetahs or something 
cheetahs. Uh, Godfather, I know you're a businessman and I'm not, but can you make sure you set up your phone line? (laughs) Wait, come on, man. I've been trying for weeks, almost months at this point, to contact you. And nothing. So, yeah, that was the end of that segment. And then we're back to another hype package. A hype package (laughs) with the La Resistance theme. Yes, yes, Allie was quick to point out that's the La Resistance theme because it's, it's recapping Ric Flair. <laughs> it's the Undertaker Flair thing. So it is uh, Sylvain Ric Flair and Renee Deadman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the fucking music just going like dun dun dun, like a breaking news kind of sound to it because that's the La Resistance theme. Yes, and I wrote down that this is a. Technically, this is a specialty match because, first of all, it's a no disqualification match, but it's also a midlife crisis match. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we get Undertaker versus Ric Flair, which is a lot of brawling. What's the Uh, opposite of drip? (laughs) We we asked that question on Twitter because Undertaker has such a lame dress sense that anything he wears just looks bad and tacky. And he's still got that dad bod going on. And he's got kind of like that kind of dumpy build he had in the mid-2000s before he came back as the dead man. Because at least, like, we... Okay, a little bit of ahead time. When he comes back in, like, 05, 06, he lost a shitload of weight. Like, And yeah, this is he, where that he, weight is right now. Yeah, he, the weight isn't lost. It's been found. Comparatively, Ric Flair, <laughs> of course, has drip. Ric Flair's got Ric Flair drip. He's got, he's got like, he doesn't have like the, the fluff on the rose, but he does have like just this nice, nice red and red yellow robe. sequined Hulk Hogan robe. Yeah. <laughs> he's strutting. He's looking good. I... Looking good for a guy in his fifties. I want to, I want to sign with the word sign on it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why did I say I'm Ric Flair and this is my punch up? There was there was someone who actually had a, a sign a, the sign that Ali has always wanted to bring to us uh, to a crowd. This is a sign. Yeah, I or love like, that hey, sign. Sign. Hey, or, no, yeah, it was. Hey, look at my sign. <laughs> why did he? Why did we start doing that? I'm Ric Flair and this is my punch up. I'm Ric Flair and this is my punch. <laughs> and then you I mentioned like that someone... like you call it a flare for the gold. <laughs> yeah, it's a flare for the gold punch up. I feel like at some point, what like. Somebody had said something, and it made us think of pawn jobs, or of Rick Harrison. Uh, Might have been commentary. Yeah, it was something on commentary. Uh, <laughs> how drunk is Ric Flair? Enough. Because well, Rick is bleeding. Still like... insist on calling Undertaker Booger Red. Ric Flair immediately blades. They like they go to the table and they throw him over the table, and then he's just coming out and he's covered in his own blood. <laughs> yeah. just Undertaker gets a little cut on his cheek. I don't know. Remember from what? I don't know if that is even a cut or if it's just a smidge of more Flair blood. Yeah, this is a very long, drawn out brawl <laughs> between the two of them. Very little wrestling moves. It's just lots of punches and yeah. lots of weapon shots and lots of like I'm gonna I'm gonna hurt you with this submission move that kind of thing. Uh, this I, is I, I, Undertaker just decides a... to punch out Charles Robinson. I think he forgot it was no DQ or something. Right? Yeah, and then he goes <laughs> to get something, and it's like, but 
It's no DQ. Why'd you punch out Charles Robinson? Oh, yeah, he went to get his lead pipe from the bike. Yeah. Which brings me to the question, why does Taker always have a lead pipe in his bike? It's my it's my pipe it's my biking pipe. I need this pipe to bike. <laughs> he puts it in the sp- in the spokes of his of his motorcycle <laughs> like a baseball card. I put it in the spokes so I can poof. <laughs> <laughs> uh this is where I started complaining about like it seemed like the crowd would occasionally like look slightly left like they were looking at like the monitor to see shit, but it's like you're not like you're in the. You're very close to the like, like to the ring. You can probably see just fine. Yeah, you're not in the. You're not in the nosebleeds. That's for sure. You're in the, you're in the flare bleeds. You're in the, yeah, you're in the flare bleeds. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting. You're getting some flare blood on you, whether you like it or not. <laughs> there was a point where like they were looking at flare and like Undertaker just passes by the camera. <laughs> yeah, he photobombed it. Like, hello. Yeah, uh, he, like he, like Fulton, and this was at a spot where Ric Flair had hit him, and he he, he, he was kind of had this face on it. Yeah, that's he had this face where he's like, like. So <laughs> like Undertaker slightly. runs the ropes at some point. I think he was going to do like a leg drop or something, and then just Arn Anderson shows up and spine busters the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah. That, that- I, I have to say that was a great bit of camera work on because it made Arn look like he just Arn just the came the fuck out of nowhere. But by the time you're asking that, he's already hit the spine buster and you're marking out. Yeah, because his spine buster is so snappy. It's just like it's boom, so smooth. <laughs> and uh, J- uh, King on commentary is like, "Yeah, put that old horseman to the glue factory." It's like. Anderson would make terrible glue. Arn Anderson would make terrible glue, and if you want four horsemen glue, you're gonna run out of horsemen unless you call like I don't know, like fucking Mongo or, or Mongo Paul McMichael Roma. or Paul Roma. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Undertaker beats off Arn. It no, no, not like <laughs> <laughs> not like that. <laughs> Undertaker sends Arn out. <laughs> Uh, and then he, yeah, he beats Ric Flair. He hits the tombstone. Hits the tombstone in a weird way where, like, he puts both legs to, like, the side of his head instead of, like, tucked between. Oh, there was that one part where he, he put he put Arn in the taker care of business. Taker care of business. The taker care of business. It's like, do you, do you forget that Flair is your opponent? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make you crap out, Arn Anderson. You're not in the match, Arn. So, I can understand him like sending. Uh, I can understand attacking or to send them away, but like, don't put him in a submission. I think this is around the time that it's not part of the storylines yet, but they're starting to notice that the Undertaker has a winning streak because he's yeah, ten and they, zero. Yeah, they say he's ten yeah. and zero. They don't start really acknowledging it until like twenty-two, I think. And some smart fan ha- uh, either. Uh, either. Somebody was paying attention. Well, Taker did yeah, the so- thing with his hands where he counted to ten. I think that was, was like the first time. Said, like, 10 I think 0. he saw that ten and zero sign and went with it. I love because uh, they the still weren't booking the streak. I think that was like Randy Orton or something. Yeah, like something that. like that. I loved how after the match was over, he just fucking decked Charles Robinson in the clothesline. Fuck you. He just, I guess he just really has beef with Charles Robinson that we don't know I think about. Robinson did a did a flip sell, which is I love that. 
And then we cut to my uh, my next light novel idea in another world where I just lost at WrestleMania to the five time WCW champion with my smartphone. With uh, my smartphone. Booker T's got reading glasses because it makes him Where'd smart. You, because it makes him smart. Because they're leaning into the Booker T dumb thing. Yes. Talk about Einstein's theory of relatives. Einstein's theory of relatives. His high school thesis. Yes. I'm fairly certain that's not how that works. I'm fairly certain you don't post a thesis in high school. But yeah, yeah. Booker T is just pretty much talking about how he deserved that shampoo commercial. And, and, that, uh, and that he's going to beat Edge. Yeah. Uh, we get to our next match. Uh, Booker T versus Edge. I, this match was mostly kind of awkward. Like these Edge two didn't, didn't yell. destroy my eyes. Edge didn't destroy our eyes, which is nice. Like, this match honestly, was awkward. The sky, the sky dome is really nicely like spread out, so the lighting wasn't like all in one concentrated burst. Yeah, everything this else match? had everything had lighting because they wanted to show you how big the crowd is. They didn't put dimmers on the crowd. Yeah. I think we asked the question of why wasn't it, it considering this is uh, you know over shampoo? Why isn't this a hair versus hair match? That was apparently like the plan by the booking, but no one wanted to lose their hair. Well, only one person would have to lose their hair, but like they could have went with someone who was more willing to get a haircut, like Kurt Angle. Yeah, because that hair's hanging on for its dear life at this point. Yeah, he's got and that event- thing where like there's a little island of hair in the front. And then a bald spot, and then the rest of his hair. And he eventually did get a hair match where he lost his hair, so that did happen. Edge. So, really, it should have just been Edge versus Kurt Angle. Yeah. And also, would, that would have been, in, in some ways, also, it would have given Kurt, it would have gave Kurt Angle a feud besides just, gave Kurt I don't Angle like Kane. <laughs> don't like and, uh, and also, I can see Kurt Angle just marking out to do a shampoo commercial and just being really bad at it. Mm, Kurt Angle hair. Kurt Angle hair. shampoo. Ed and Kurt Angle Whatever have you, worked really well together. Whatever as, you as, Asian like, guys like. <laughs> I don't know, um, you like shampoo Kurt, or some shit? I don't know. Kurt, Kurt, Kurt would probably get super racist with it, too, because one, he's just willing to do with, shit. with making an Edge versus Kurt Angle is that leaves... That leaves Booker T with uh, what? Uh, what does Booker T do then? He still got his tag team with Test. Have him be in the tag team thing with Test. If yeah, they never would... consistently kept that though, they they kind of like would would have them together and then they wouldn't and then they would ha- and then they wouldn't and they wouldn't. They just like they couldn't make up their minds if they wanted to keep it. Well, shit or get well, off the pot. I would have them be a tag did. team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, we need to talk about this anyway. being kind of awkward where these two don't really gel well. Yeah, it was kind of an awkward match. There were some blown spots in there, too. It was like... There was this weird hurricane run off the top rope that didn't work out. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of stuff that looked like it mistimed or it just miscued. There was a uh, spin a on Flair's bloody mat. Yeah, mat I believe Flair's there was also blood. an edge a and that looked like shit. <laughs> it's about as Canadian as you can get. Uh, do you, do you think... Are... I have a legitimate question. Do you think by the end of 2020... On the end of 2002, we are going to have our first ever official who does the Spinneroonie best tier list. <laughs> oh, man. Because we've seen, let's see, we've seen the Spinneroonie, we've seen the Curtaroonie, we've seen the Edgeroonie. Yes. We could. 
Anyway, there's uh, a sign that didn't, says we didn't they, see the Jr. Rooney that uh, that Jr. did on his porch though. Jr. Tried yeah. to talk about how he did the spin a Rooney on his back porch, and we were like, "Why? Who saw this?" <laughs> I did a spin a Rooney on some barbecue he, he, sauce. He said, for "I it. did it on my back porch, so I wouldn't embarrass myself. I didn't do it on my front." I, I had too much friction, so I had to use barbecue sauce to speed up my my Rasa Rooney. My ass. My my ass. <laughs> But yeah, so this match happens. I can't even remember. Oh yeah, Edge wins, right? Edge wins after a DDT or the uh, Impaler. In the Impaler, the uh, he did. He did the Execution. Yes, which which I had to laugh at the fact that the the subtitles read it as Execution. These subtitles suck. Edge I fucking hope... killed Booker T. <laughs> I hope. I hope. That oh, one when... of the things that was really awkward was like Edge did that thing where he like, I think it's the. Fuck, what's it called? The He goes behind you and pulls you down. I think it's like the edge something. Uh, the edge something, got it. The edge something. Ed, the yeah. edge something! Ed, edge made Booker T walk, walk ten paces, then he pulled... <laughs> with a with a with a blindfold, and he shot him. The ten edge commandments. Commandments. Number one. Hurt your the eyes. Stevie Ray in the corner. <laughs> Stevie Ray in the corner for accountability. <laughs> uh, all right. But yeah, um, I have actually forgotten what I was about to say. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping that the subtitles are better when they switch over to Peacock. I hope they get somebody to do some good fucking People subtitles. shitting on the Peacock move forget that the WWE Network player is absolute dog shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It really is. It freezes, it pauses, we have to constantly restart. Megafighter's audio cuts out at some point. My Well, like, when I started, it would keep constantly doing this thing where it would just, like, it would move the browser down to, like, jump to, like, the jump to section. So I had to watch this in full screen and do, like, alt-tab to do my notes. I couldn't do an easy click either way. It was bad. So, and then at one point, it, it, it completely froze for him. It completely fighters. froze, yeah. And it took. And then when I refreshed it, it like the audio was muted. And I didn't want to fucking unmute it in case it froze again by doing that. So, uh, we cut backstage. Hurricane's Hurricane running around. Got, Hurricane got the fuck out of there, and he's trying to find a like a way out of the the stadium. Oh but, wait, no, I think he gets stopped by Coachman. But he gets stopped by Coachman. That's what I was going to say next. Yeah. Ask him and then some questions. Ask if he's being a her-a-pervert. Her-a-perv. And, uh, and then Mighty okay. Molly comes up behind him and uh, uh, blasts him with a cookie sheet. No, uh, hits uh, him no, with, a with a frying, a frying pan. pan. Oh, frying pan, yeah. Dong! <laughs> Knocks him out, takes the hardcore title. I really wish that this had led into like Mighty Molly turning into a supervillain. Yes. Like... <laughs> Like malicious Molly or something. Malevolent Molly. Malevolent Molly. I would have gone all in on that and just done some silly shit with it. That would have been good. Okay, that, we do another recap about the NWO and getting in Jack. At this point, Allie went to uh I made went to pee. I went to pee and I made a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> and it Both was just me you. and Megafighter watching the Scott Hall. I went to cook because uh, my awesome water match. got I had to cook I had to cook a grilled cheese sandwich because my water got shut off that night. <laughs> uh yeah, but 
the Scott Hosey Austin have just kind of a match. They call the basic Jr. Ball. calls him his adversary. Austin's he calls adversary. Scott Hall Austin's adversary, which is generous. And then fucking during the entrance, Hall pointed like three or four times because Kevin Nash took so fucking long to get down the giant WrestleMania <laughs> ramp. Yes. And then uh, I went to cook because my water got shut off. What we remember is like they do a spot where like they're setting up the like taking off the exposed turnbuckle spot, but the and, camera like, did not pan over. So we're hearing Jr. and King talking about Kevin Nash taking off that turnbuckle pad. It's like, well, I'd love to have seen that. Welcome to wrestling radio. We just have to. <laughs> At yeah, one point, well, like yeah, usually whenever, uh, whenever there's like a heel doing something bad. The camera will pan over, and it's like Dunn's asleep, I guess, asleep at the wheel this time. He's always asleep at the wheel. I don't know how this man... I'm Kevin Dunn with his shit. I'm Kevin Dunn with his shit, indeed. Thank you, Allie. (laughs) We get a Uh, montage of... Actually, sorry, I'm... Scott Hall. We had to talk about the match. We had to talk about the match. I wasn't here for it. like, shouting at JR for, for... so my dad uses a turn of phrase that Jr. used because Jerry Lawler said we at one point. That's what we call it, something or another. And fucking Jr. says, what's we? Do you have a mouse in your pocket? And I just fucking snapped because I hear that from my dad all the time. I've never heard of that we. term. I... <laughs> You've never? You, well, have you ever used we in front of your dad? Like, like we want to do this. And it's like. And it's like, wait, do you have a mouse in your pocket? No, he's he's never said that. He just calls me a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That's what my brother does, but anyway. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah, at some point, like, there's a lot of shenanigans. There's a lot of beating down, stunners for everyone. Oh, uh, I want to point out that there's one part where, uh, I think it might have been fairly early in the match where Austin goes over to attack Nat, uh, Nat, Nash like he hits him in the back. And then later, later Nash, you know, gets basically, you know, gets his revenge. Yeah. Essentially. And then Jerry asked JR, you think Austin is sorry for provoking Nash? And then JR's like, why should I think that? And or why should like, I yeah. think that he thinks that? And I'm like going, uh, JR. How is Austin going over to Nash not provoking him? I remember that spot, too, because it was like he shoved him into the turnbuckle, and it looked like it was supposedly like he would, like Nash would, like, bump into Hall. But it, he kind of missed on that. Yeah, JR is literally like, saying, essentially saying, why should I think he provoked him? He went over to attack him. He, he totally attacked him. That's provocation. Uh... Uh, at so, one point, like I think Scott I, Hall got a pinfall. And... I came back with a honey glazed ham, three cheese blend with mashed up tater tots and a fried egg grilled cheese sandwich. Nice. <laughs> and I come back I remember, to Stone Cold winning. <laughs> I remember this one. I remember this one pinfall where Tim yeah, White like, actually had pinfall. To, I remember this one pinfall where Tim White had to crawl over Austin and Hall to count it, and I was like, you didn't have "Why did you? Why did you have to crawl?" That was weird. Tim White. But yeah, that's this, not wise. this match ends. Uh, I go to get an ice cream bar. And when I come they back... Sort of show the, um, they show the access tour that they did a little bit before WrestleMania weekend. And yeah. pretty much, you know, you get to hang out with the superstars, get shit signed. You can do, like, fake commentary. 
with like whoever you want with like Taz or Ric Flair or whatever. And then I found out and Mega Fighter came back around this time. They have a like a metal cast statue of Steph Stacy Keebler's legs and ass. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> And, and like she would like have people come back I've ever seen. And they would have people come in and like touch the fake Stacy Keebler ass. And like they interviewed Stacy Keebler about it. It's like, eh, they're touching my ass. That is that <laughs> is <laughs> they, they I'm getting out of this business. And she's just like, Yeah, this is good. I like people coming up and touching a cast of my ass. First of all, fine. that implies that she had her ass casted. Like she had, it's, it was probably there. A fucking reverse cast mold of Stacy Keebler's ass. Like a plaster <laughs> cast of her ass. I I have very big suspicions on whether or not she agreed to this. It's they weird. I don't enough. fucking like it. <laughs> Why? Did you also mentioned like they that like Booker T was playing the new like SmackDown game. Uh, he was playing um the SmackDown game that came out just before, just before this one. I think it was just uh, it was just Bring It. Just bring it, but Booker T wasn't in the game. Yeah, he got mad he wasn't in the book in the game, so he played Chris Benoit. <laughs> he played Chris <laughs> yes. Benoit. Uh, yeah, but speaking of Stacey Keeler's ass, we now have the uh elimination four corners match of the Dudley Boys, the APA, the Hardy Boys, and Billy and Chuck for you the look uh, tag so... uh, can I quick go back to uh, just I, I did look. Uh, uh, to the Austin Hall matches to mention, uh, uh, there is that classic. The, the Hall did a really classic bit of selling where he like he did a jumping backwards sell on the final stunner. I like <laughs> nice. Always good to get that. Anyways, we can continue now. Uh, so saliva no... gets to do the Dudley's entrance in yes. the we screwed over the APA match. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Uh, this is the song Turn the Tables. Interesting fact, this is on the forcible entry uh, like CD, but the Spotify version does not have it. It is unavailable. Let me see the... I want to check the track list for WWF forcible entry. Oh, I'll send you it. I'll send it to you, and I'll send you the... Uh, no, no, I got it. Let's see. I want to send you the Spotify version because most of the songs are missing. <laughs> We got The Game by Drowning Pool. Legs by Kid Rock. Is that yeah. the fucking song we were hearing? Yeah, when, when that's the one we were hearing. Out? Yes, that was the, that was the cover. Is, oh got, my god. Uh, okay, so the theme for Backlash, Young Girl Old by Creed. The Disturbed version of uh, Glass Shatters by Disturbed, the Disturbed Austin theme, which I like. We got the Roland Dead Man remix. Whatever by Our Lady Peace, which is available. Never gonna stop. The Black Cat Crossing mix performed by Rob Zombie. One of a kind. Hey. The beautiful uh, people. Across the, the nation. Mix. Oh hey, across the nation. Yeah. Can't wait until we get to that era of Rob. Then we got Break the Walls Down by Seven Dust. <laughs> <laughs> I like Seven Dust. I know, but that's just silly. The John Witherspoon's a Great singer. Uh, uh, turn yeah, the Tables by Saliva. Live for the Moment by Monster Magnet. That is Matt Hardy's theme. 
Uh, uh. Oh, yeah. End of Lava Everything Tornado. by Stereo Mud, which is Raven's name. Is Raven even there? <laughs> no. I don't. Yeah, where the hell's Raven? What about Raven? <laughs> what about oh, Raven? Raven? <laughs> exactly. Round Your Life by Neurotica. Just another victim by Cypress Hill. The Taz theme that he only used for like two weeks. Yeah. Yes. No Chance by Dope. That's Vince. And Love, Fury, Passion, Energy, performed by Boy Hits Car. Okay. Which is not to be confused with uh, Blood, Sugar, Sex, Magic by Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's only or, you. <laughs> or whatever the fuck. I I can't remember the fucking, the fucking 30 Seconds to Mars one that I also did for that joke. So, the, the match starts in proper. It's kind of this... JR Love, Love, King... Faith, Faith, and Dreams. That's what it was. I was going to say, JR and King just are very confused by the rules of this match. It was pretty much that fatal four-way we saw last week, but with tag teams. Yeah, yeah for the, the so-called four corners, I thought it would be like one of those, kind of like a bull like, rope. Like one in each corner. Or, or like a bull rope match where they had to touch the corner. Uh, Lawler says he was in a boy band called the Backseat Boys. I'm fairly certain the Backseat Boys is a CZW tag team. It was like Trent Acid and Johnny Cashmere. Here's a fun fact about this Fatal 4-Way. Uh, APA's out first. <laughs> Thanks for playing. Yeah. Oh, fuck you, APA. <laughs> this makes their win at No Way Out completely pointless. Why the fuck? Did... This is like everything got changed at the last second shit right here. Yeah. King is the king of salve. According to him, or Sav. The King of Sav. Uh, I have some notes from earlier, such as, Josie Scott, please refrain from touching Stacey Keebler. Oh, yeah, Stacey dances with Josie Scott. And it's like, you're it's really awkward. It's like, Don't I'm going to hunk her butt, not really. Uh, JR, he never does, point, during like, the entrances, I think, or during like the early they going. They start talking about the, the statue of her ass. And, and so, like, at some point, JR starts talking about Howie the Mailman. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so they talk about the statue of her ass. The statue of her ass, and JR says that King is so lonely, and then, like, King starts making up this, like, JR, you were rubbing all over that ass. You were, like, rubbing it up and down and going, oh, that's a nice ass. And then, right around that time, Stacy tries to distract people by showing her ass again, and Jeff Hardy just runs up and slaps it. <laughs> After taking off his shirt, of course, and, and then he and then he kisses her. <laughs> and yeah, so, you know, and then, then he kissed her. Uh, I'm pulling up the I'm pulling up some Russell Court documents. <clears throat> Unlike so, uh, this is from the Toronto or the Toronto Criminal Lawyers at Charit Charitsis Law. This is for uh, this is penalties for sexual assaults in Toronto. See, unlike some criminal charges where the accused has been convicted of sexual assault, penalty can be severe and long-lasting. Before any trial or evidence is heard, the court, the allegation of sexual assault can include immediate ramifications such as unwanted publicity and immediate traction, termination of employment, public damnation, restricted bill services. All right, enough about cancel condition. culture. What's the, what's the charge? <laughs> okay. Upon conviction of sexual assault, the accused will additional penalties on top of what a judge may impose, such as mandatory registration to the national... Sex offender registry, mandatory collection of your DNA to be held in the DNA database, travel outside of Canada restrictions, employment restrictions. Uh, 
I don't know. It doesn't say so, like, a, uh, like a Jeff Hardy. Charge. Jeff Hardy, cut it out. You on the rap sheet? Hi, I'm Jason. Ah, oh, got you. <laughs> 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 the fuck? <laughs> Wait, what? What was that? Stop it. <laughs> no! <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> I don't care who you are, Jason! Yeah! <laughs> just, next time we're just gonna do Law and Order noise, and that'll do it. Allie really needs a soundboard. <laughs> we really need Jeff to get you a soundboard. Stop it! Okay. Yeah! There you go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's the referee is Ross very loud. <laughs> Ross enables Lawler's perversions. He needs to stop. Oh, was this the referee who was like, yeah, get out of the corner. Let yeah, him get go. out of the corner. Stop it. Don't do that. Like, who is this lawyer? I've never heard a deep voice like tough guy lawyer or tough guy referee like this. Lawyer. <laughs> lawyer. <laughs> uh, JR starts musing about Monopoly. <laughs> Oh yeah, it was do not pass go, do not attempt a swanton. <laughs> he plays some real fucking weird monopoly at the Ross house. Devon gets a table, and it's Chekhov's table, and one of the Dudleys gets thrown right back into it. Yes. It is not Schrodinger's table, which is a table where it is in a quantum state of uh getting gotten, gotten by ungotten. getting gotten by Devon. Yes, a, where you don't know. If there is a table or not. Devon! Is, is there, there a, a table? table? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, Now we got oh. a 3D onto nothing. <laughs> but yeah, somebody goes through the table. And, and they're uh, out. And it's just the Hardys and Billy and Chuck. And that's where I think we get to do not pass go. Do not attempt to swanton. Billy and Chuck keep. Yeah. Yeah, they retain. They retain. Fuck you again, APA. <laughs> I, yeah. I wrote down that uh, Rock, Rocky Balboa is fictional, Hulk Hogan. Oh, you can't yes, talk about uh, that. Yes, right. Uh, Hogan does an interview where he starts talking about how, like, at like with Rocky Balboa, he's going to beat The Rock and leave him laying or something. And it's like... And I kind of get where he's going with that. Like, Rock, Rocky, he was in a Rocky film. But at the same he time... Also, he also did fight Zeus once, so... The idea that he might fight Rocky Balboa isn't out of far out of left field. Sylvester Stallone is an actor. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but Zeus like was also a fictional person, and he fought Zeus. He did fight Zeus. Rest in peace. Uh, rest in peace, Tom- Tommy Lister. Yes. Yes. We uh, uh, Tony Lister, I think. Tony Lister, to- whatever. Tony Lister. <laughs> what no, do you mean, it was whatever? Tiny Lister. Tommy Tiny Lister. <laughs> Tommy Tiny Lister. Yeah. May he rest in peace. Molly's hiding. Uh, Molly's make, making a run for it. But she, she makes a... There's a door. <laughs> I'm sorry, I ruined that bit. Stand back. There's a door coming. <laughs> she gets, yeah, she gets hit with a door. Kind of. It didn't really hit, but you know. You do that? She did that thing where like you hit it with your hands. It's like, ah! And then either right. either it was like the the the, the, sl- they, the they 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 he slammed the door hard enough to make it sound like it hit her or just yeah yeah it just kind of bounced off its hinge 
more than anything, or bounce Stand off like back. the side. There's a door. In fact, there's a door. Christian uh, gets the pin on Molly and wins the hardcore title. Is like, yeah, I want a title. I want a thing. He runs for it. Then we get uh, the match that is like all of the hype. Hulk, Hollywood Hogan versus The Rock. So, yeah, they start discussing, like, matchups in history that never happened. Like, matchups that never happened. Muhammad Ali versus, like, Mike Tyson. And, like, they said Babe Ruth versus Barry Bonds. And then I started pitching. Like, I was just like, you know, baseball's a team sport, right? And then I made a joke about it. I was like, no, they just fought in, in a, a parking, parking lot. lot. <laughs> So that's just a fucking mental image that kept me for the for the show. And then like JR started doing this really long, complicated metaphor about the old lion and the young lion who's challenging the old lion, and then the young lion gets hit with a semi truck driven by the old lion. <laughs> <laughs> this match is just purely built it, on the hype. Half like, of it, it is, is a hot crowd. Half of it is taunting. <laughs> Like, everyone talks about how, like, legendary this match is. It's just the crowd was really hyped for it. Hogan's back is... was fucked. <laughs> Hogan's back was fucked. Uh, they mostly just taunt. Ho- Rock's just back was fucked because he's carrying this match. <laughs> I remember reading about this match from Hulk's book, and yeah, I, th- I, th- I thought I-, I remember Hulk describing it. It was his leg that was more fucked, but, but you could tell... I do, do think he he was also dealing with his back. His back and his leg were bad. He really should have quit while he was behind after this match. This should have been his last. Uh, rock spams finishers to win it. Yeah, he he wins There's... after like three rock bottoms and a the uh, rock and the people's elbow. This was. This was a thing that they changed. They actually changed the thrust of this match on the fly, based entirely on the crowd response. Yeah, because this, no Hogan, was, like, Hogan, Hogan wasn't was getting any, Hogan wasn't getting any heel heat, like not at all. They were cheering no. him even as he was choking, like like choking Rock out with like like his wrappings or whatever. Yeah, he like he a, choked Rock out with his wrappings. He uh, took off his weight belt and whipped him with it. The uh, apple pie. Meat. Yeah, meat, pie. meat. 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 Rock, put him, meat. Rock puts him in the most delicate sharpshooter you can think of. Because he doesn't want to severely harm his back. This I think is the, like one of the biggest pops that happened uh, was when uh, Hogan did uh, did the rock bottom to rock. Yeah. Called him a Nagi. Called him a Nagi, basically, yeah. Uh, yeah, talking about that sharpshooter, this might be like the worst sharpshooter the Rock's ever done. Because... He's he, like Ho- Hogan's back is straight, and his legs are crossed, but like they're on the his knees are on the mat. <laughs> so, so it just so Rock's ass so Rock's is just, just trying to out. stick his ass out as far as it goes. <laughs> it is so bad. Like this should have been where they realized, yeah, we need to stop having him do the sharpshooter. He's not good at it at all. Well, it, I think we kind of surmise that he was, yeah, he was doing it this way just to make sure he didn't hurt Hogan. Yeah, but I feel like it exposes all the weaknesses of Brock's sharpshooter. So yeah, so Brock wins much. and they handshake and Hogan's face now. And there's I'm this really weird sweaty. body, there's this weird body language that they have of like, 
Rock is excited and he wants Hogan to showboat for the crowd because he turned face pretty much after beating and, back the. And, uh, and Hogan is just like, oh, okay, fine. Da, 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 and like, da, 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 and da. the Rock made him like come back like three fucking times from the ropes to showboat in front of the crowd, and you could tell by his face he was very clearly like uncomfortable. <laughs> He was drenched in sweat too. Yeah, I think like he was. was ab- I think the showboating happened after, uh, yeah, like uh, after the initial hand handshake. Uh, then the NW come on was all like, "What? What? What's up with that? You you shook his hand, and then they and then they start they fight the NWO. Yeah, Hogan beats up the NWO. And we then, have no enthusiasm for this uh, match. Well, the Rock comes out to save him, and and then and then they do, and then uh, they, it they, wasn't they bad. Back. It was just it was hype. For like the it was, crowd, it, it's it's a touch overrated, I'd say. Rock marked out, <laughs> just I he was so excited, even though Hogan was just like, I would, I don't want to sit down, brother. <laughs> I'm so sweaty. <laughs> I I think I, I remember uh, Hogan actually saying uh, Rock, uh, Rock actually had to coax him and doing into doing the third rock bottom. Is like, come on, one more. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah this all this is this all the pageantry finishes and then we cut to wwf new york where big show is he's not booked well i'm not booked he's just lifting people onto his shoulders he he lifted a little girl onto his shoulders yeah and just he's just sweaty and not at not in canada <laughs> <laughs> well i'm not in canada <laughs> Uh, this event was sponsored by Little Caesars, and we have a set an attendance record of sixty-eight thousand two hundred and thirty-seven. Yeah, the yeah. new bullshit—the new bullshit attendance record. Yeah, we—that's the capacity of the arena. <laughs> We're gonna pretend no one has left. So after um, that big match is the cool-off match, I guess, of Jazz v. Lita v. Tristratus. Tristratus has Canada pants. <laughs> and Lita has pink fishnet sleeves that make it look like she has a horrible skin condition. And this is and this is where Lita debuts what would become her theme song from then on, the love, what we mentioned earlier, earlier the love, fury, passion, and energy. Except they actually play, uh, unlike the other time... Uh, Unlike what we're used well, to, used to yeah. which is where they, they started off with the so fuck your rules, man. Uh, uh, that's yeah. actually, I listened to the, the song. Entire, and, they I, start playing the entire song from beginning to end, actually. I was going to say, um, I actually went out of my way to listen to the whole song. And it's like, first of all, it was totally something that like 2002 me would have listened to. And also, yep. the, no normal intro is the ending of the song, actually, because it's like they have the opening where he's saying or he's muttering, so fuck your rules. And then the ending's like the breakdown at the end where they scream it. And that's that's her theme. Ah, okay. yeah, it's kind of edited together a little bit, but it. Yeah. She's like a lost flower. Uh, and then they start discussing just the band name of Boy Hits Car. Yep. The band is named Boy Hits Car. And the commentary brought that up. Uh, but this match was good. 
It's the band name of of what happened in Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Trish, Trish's leg got hooked on the rope during a spot, if I remember. Yeah. Yeah, there was a really awkward like bump. She got like hooked on the rope. Oh, oh one thing that Buck, I, I, I know we talked about that Drowning Pool did had uh, the had their own game song for Triple H, and I'm just like thinking he doesn't need another metal song. It's a perfectly good one with Motorhead. I am the game. Uh, anyway, actually, you're missing uh, the fact he that they kept saying "Here comes the pain," which is like, and Megafighter's like, "That's Brock Lesnar's thing." That's Brock's thing, yeah. Uh, but back to the women's match, right? Yeah, um, top rope fisherman suplex for the win. Fuck the, yeah, that really great top rope fisherman suplex. Yeah, Jazzer Chains once again. Oh, I thought we were already on to the Triple H match. I'm sorry. We were not, but uh, because Christian is leaving. Christian is heading for the car. He is celebrating the fact that he's got the hardcore title. And he's then Maven runs in. And then Maven, Maven just rolls in. him up and steals his taxi. Yes. It's like, woo! So yeah, and Maven walks in so, as champion, walks out as champion. No, no, Full actually... Circle. We were both right on that Triple H theme. The first chorus is "Here comes the pain," and then they sing. They switch to "Here come or time to play the game." Somebody, somebody told them it's the fucking Brock Lesnar thing. Stop it! I know Brock Lesnar hasn't debuted yet, but anyway, uh, Triple H is here, and he's so orange. <laughs> yes, the lights so come up. Awesome. He's brown. <laughs> he's brown. Yes. He's- 30 heads of Triple H, one of them oddly dark-skinned. It's like he went through, like, 10 cans of spray tan. If he falls on his back, there's just, like, a smudge. (laughs) I think you once said, like, during the match, what's that smear? And I replied, Triple H. Yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he fell to the outside, and the, like, the ape and the fucking barricade padding was just, had this smear on it. Uh, so bad. Seafoam. Uh, right. Stephanie is wearing a seafoam colored jumpsuit. <laughs> it makes her look like a tube of toothpaste. Yes, and she's got like purple extensions. Oh yeah, she got the purple extensions, which was interesting. Jericho's a little bit tanned, but Jesus Christ! Like, if you look at Triple H's back and shoulders, he's oh, fucking so- brown. <laughs> Yeah, he is so dark. It's fucking throwing me off. And his head is like Oompa Loompa orange. Yes. <laughs> Oompa, it's Oompa Loompa time. Oompa Loompa doobity doo. I'm gonna take that title from you. <laughs> Oompa Loompa triple D D. <laughs> I need to find a rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> You're not ever going over me. <laughs> what do you get when you bury the Midgard? Uh. <laughs> All right. Uh, so during the match, Chris Jericho once again goes for the walls of Jericho through the table. Yes. <laughs> he doesn't get it, but he tries, and I'm just so happy. And I just started time. making fun of the fact that every time Triple H throws a punt... He throws a punch. We'll just go. 
Dude. Or oof. Doof. Yes. Doof. You can hear him so much. He makes that sound when he when he does like certain moves. He keeps going doof. Doof. Like this was just an enjoyable, simple. Triple H tries to pedigree him on the table. Jericho flips him over. Mexican table. Just gets obliterated. I think think Triple H flips Jericho over. Like he back he backdrops him onto the table. Triple H wins after a pretty good showing, honestly. Yeah. This was a good match. I think they I think we I think you mistook it one, one time that maybe it, maybe it was a maybe it wasn't Spanish it was Italian. Hey, what are you doing? Well, hey, I, I was trying to do I was trying to do a table, joke about huh? like I was trying to do like Marcelo Rodriguez or Carlos Cabrera complaining about them destroying the table. Oh no, my drinks. But I, oh but man, my, but my but my Spanish accent is terrible. All and of our accents are terrible. Italian. So hey, I what are you doing, man? <laughs> It's a me, Marcelo Cabrera. <laughs> I don't know. Marcelo <laughs> Cabrera, exactly. Uh, yeah, Triple H wins, but what did you expect? Uh, this, uh, there this was one little weird spot where um, Triple H. Uh, this was what I. The, the the crowd by the by this time, by the way, is com- almost completely dead. I think they just kind of exhausted themselves with with the Rock and Hogan match. Um. Because Triple H DDT's chair go onto a chair, and the crowd doesn't react to, at all to what I felt seemed like a really pivotal pinfall attempt. You know that that seems like you know one of those oh shit he might actually get the pin off kind of spot where the crowd goes oh shit oh shit the match might be over and then like, and then they kind of do that oh he didn't get it like but no no nothing. Yeah, the match was pretty good. I just feel like I didn't have a lot to say about it because I think we've just seen this match before, like literally last month. Yeah, we've seen this match. A lot of it was the crowd was kind of drained. And you could argue, well, you shouldn't have put this in the main event. I counter, they should have had the fucking Austin Rock versus NWO handicap match as the as the match they did at WrestleMania. Not as just like, hey, let's put this on Raw. <laughs> let's put it on Raw. Like, that should have been the match. So then you would at least have, like, the crowd would be hyped, but at least it would be a little controlled, maybe. So that was WrestleMania, and I will just say, bad build. Good event, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we have, like, seven more minutes, which is just another AMV, but this time it's of all the things that have been done at WrestleMania 18. Yeah, someone edited an AMV to just WrestleMania 18. (laughs) Oh, my God. And with with the with the saliva playing super the recording of saliva playing superstar live for the crowd. Yep. Superstar. Bad build, but actually pretty good show overall. You Bad know? build. I really hope WWE gets better after this. I really do. <laughs> and now we can kill this sour skittles joke for fucking ever. Yeah. As long Unless as we for backlash. Yes. We got to go to awards. Um, MVP. Yeah, uh, I think we were kind of debating on this, and we, and while I would usually go with Kurt Angle, I'm willing to concede that Chris Jericho did, you know, a good job. So I feel like he did, he got this one. Are we trying to snub Kurt Angle now. <laughs> he's gotten he's gotten plenty of fucking award runs. He got one last week. Okay, I feel like we're fine. <laughs> Uh, my MVP, uh, my MVP personally was uh, I felt like Rock did a uh, did a 
good job of carrying Hogan through that match, con- considering. I agree, but we got to decide on one. <laughs> All right, Jericho. Jericho or Rock? I'll give it to Jericho. Uh, I'd say Jericho. Okay, fine. Underrated uh, goes to Kane because he was really because he was busting his ass on that match. Yeah, he yeah, made I, that. He made that match good. Yeah, you know, for I'll, a match that I'll go meant with that, nothing, definitely. he managed it. Uh, y segment of the night. Stacy Keebler's ass, ass statue. Yes. Why did they make a statue of her ass? I don't get it. It's not oh, even and, all of her. It was just her ass. And sign of the night goes to the clever guy who had the gold sign dust of rape. The- <laughs> well, no, no, no. <laughs> no we're not, not going to that, Alan. No, bad Alan. Uh, we are going with the classic, the legendary. They are fighting, fighting over, over shampoo. shampoo. Yeah, they fucking were. A lot of good signs, but that was like that's like that's iconic. Yeah, there was a there was a good. Uh, I think the best runner up we saw was Kevin Nash's Super Shredder. Kevin Nash's Super Shredder, which I love. Yes, I love a good reference. Uh, Jerry Lawler first count went up to eleven. Again, we were we were noting though not a lot on of that about jazz. <laughs> Actually, I think he said something along the lines of he, he doesn't like jazz. <laughs> and I said, go figure. <laughs> I, wonder. I think we've confirmed officially that Jerry Lawler might be racist. Yes. <laughs> All right. So um, the brand split should be coming up. I'm really excited about that. Oh yeah, that's when they're start- we're going to be probably doing the draft in a couple of weeks. We're going to be doing the draft and I fucking love drafts. So... Oh yeah, that All was right, uh, that was WrestleMania X Eight, WrestleMania Sour Skittles. Uh, yeah, good dish. Yeah, you can follow good. You can follow Rasa Boys on anywhere that you typically see a podcast: so Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify iTunes. iTunes. Even Google, though we used um, to say that we weren't on there, <laughs> we found out. As it turns out, we were wrong. Uh, you can also find but us I... on YouTube. It's a little hard to find. I might make a dedicated YouTube for Rassel Boys if someone asks for that. But there is an official and, playlist that is in cor- proper chronological order. <laughs> and, of course, the website that we created, that Ellie created this podcast on to begin with, Anchor. Yeah, Anchor's got it. And a, you can follow Anchor's us on it. Twitter, at Rassel Boys, W-R-A-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-